When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes. So for that, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, a lot of stuff going on, not only around the New York Jets, but around the NFL. So we're going to get into all of it. Going to be a very busy season for you, at least in the short term. Then you'll get a little bit of a break while the playoffs are going on. And then, of course, it's going to kick into high gear as we get ready for free agency in the NFL draft. So I guess what I'm saying is strap in for now, then get ready to relax, play a little bit of golf, and then get ready for a really heavy workload coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a busy offseason, you know, starting at the in early February and then pretty much all the future, all the time. And, and the Jets, obviously have a big offseason ahead of them with so much to do to uh, try to close the gap, as Robert Sala said the other night, between them and the rest of the AFC East and, and the rest of the league. Because with 11 straight years out of the playoffs and the next closest drought at six years in the NFL, the Jets are by far uh, the worst team over the past decade. I mean, I think they have the worst record since 2016. So uh, when you've lost you know, 90, or, or I'm sorry, when you've lost 70, of your last 97 games, there's a lot of work to do in the offseason, and this is going to be a very busy one for the Jets. 
Andy, let's start with Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, since you mentioned him. Yesterday was the final presser of the year for all of these guys. Give us some of the highlights, some of the most important stuff that was said. Well, we didn't really hear much from Robert Sala because they put him <laughs> up there with Joe Douglas. And we get Joe Douglas like four or five times a year. Um, so all of the questions except for one was for Joe Douglas. Uh, the one question that Sala was asked was about um, Joe Flacco potentially coming back as a backup. And I just found it humorous because throughout training camp, throughout the offseason program, we asked a lot of questions about, like, don't you guys need a veteran quarterback like in here? And we were basically told that we don't need that. I think at one point he called it a pacifier, something that just makes pe- people feel better. He may have been talking about the cornerbacks, but it, it was the same message all of the offseason with we don't need a backup. Like, it just makes you feel better. Like, we trust our young guys. And then they traded for one at the, the first second that, Zach Wilson got hurt, and, and now they're talking about how, how beneficial it was having Flacco there and how important it is to the future. And Salah said, like, I'll, I'll fight for that. So it's just it's very amusing <laughs> to me. Um, but that was about all we heard from Robert Sala on Monday. Everything else that he said on Sunday night, we already went over um, and, and pretty much stands. Uh, from the players, before I get to Joe Douglas, it was – not a ton of note. Um, I'll, I'll just kind of go through who talked. Um, Quinn and Williams said that he has not talked with the team about an extension and, and that he's not concerned about money. It didn't seem like he's in a big, he's necessarily in a big hurry to get one. Um, and he just didn't want to talk about it. So uh, Joe Douglas said that they haven't started those talks yet. So that's where that stands. Um, he also said that he feels like he's a top 10 defensive tackle in the league at this point, but that he wants to take it to another level this offseason, and, and that's what he's going to work on. Uh, Quincy Williams, he basically thanked the Jets for getting the opportunity. Of course, that's that's Quinnen's younger brother, the linebacker. He thanked the Jets for get it, giving him the opportunity after they, they claimed him off waivers and put him in the starting lineup uh, pretty early in the season. He said he feels like he's earned – a chance to be a starter next year, uh, but feels like he has a lot more work to do to become a better player. So that was interesting. Morgan Moses said that his knee injury from the other day turned out to not be that serious. And that if there were a game on Sunday, he'd be playing in it. So that was great news for him. And, and he just raved about kind of everything that he experienced in the building this year, that this is a, a high quality organization and he's really happy with what, they're trying to build and, and said that I, I don't know if he specifically said he wants to be a part of it, but he certainly sound open to it and talked about what we're building here using that kind of language. So that's uh, an interesting kind of thing moving forward. And he obviously would have value to the jets as a backup. And obviously when he was signed here knew that he may not be a starter, uh, he'd have to fight for that for a job. So he may be open to being a backup. So bringing him back would make sense. Um, Foley Fatakasi talked. He, he's um, going to be a free agent. He said that he hasn't talked to the Jets about an extension. And then when asked, you know, does he want to be back? He didn't. He said he lo- likes it here and and he, he's grateful for the Jets. And he's 
built a lot of great relationships here, but he said he has no idea what's going to happen and whatever happens happens. So, um, and then Elijah Moore talked about his rookie year and, and said that he hopes to, uh, build on it. Um, he basically said that if he was healthy enough to play at the end of the year, he would have, but he just didn't feel like he could help the team with his injury. Didn't really get any details on on how that injury happened because it was kind of weird. It kind of came up after the Eagles game. Um, and I'm not sure if it's related to the injury suffered in, in training camp to his quad, but something to watch going forward. It, it doesn't seem obviously like a quad injury is going to cost him any time in the offseason program. And then Zach Wilson talked about a, a wide range of things, talked for about 15 minutes. Um, and basic, the big takeaways from that are he, you know, Mike LaFleur had said earlier that he doesn't want Zach. He hopes Zach kind of takes some time off and, and gets away from the game. And, and Zach pretty much shot that down and said like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to let my body rest and, and stuff like that. But, you know, pretty quickly he's going to get back to like training and trying to get stronger. And then he wants to throw at least a couple of times a week, even if it's just in the backyard to keep his arm in shape. And, and basically said everything I do this off season, eating, um, you know, training for strength, uh, keeping, you know, rehabbing his knee because obviously it wasn't hundred percent. That's just the nature of these things after, after the injury, you know, you, it wasn't hundred percent. Then you come back and play on it for, five more weeks it's going to be what it is and and he said there's, there's nothing abnormal about that like when he hurt his shoulder and had surgery a few years ago he still does maintenance on that um and yeah he talked about potentially getting some of the jets together during the offseason uh and doing workouts he, you know and, and also just keeping in touch with those guys he says that's important just to keep building that chemistry um and, and then he said he has some things that he wants to work on, but he didn't get into the specifics. Um, and he's talked about how it was like a tough year overall, but how he learned from it. And, and he believes, you know, that this is all this, all the lessons he learned this year talked about like kind of wanting some moments back and stuff like that. And, and, and there being a lot of adversity, but he thinks that it made him better. And, and, you know, he has confidence that, Going forward, this adversity he faced will be the foundation of his success, his, his future success. And then um, with Joe Douglas, there a lot of ground was covered, obviously. Um, I'll try to quickly just kind of go through all of it. Uh, the, the biggest headline of the day is that Douglas said that he, he wasn't he's, – he's not good enough, or that's a poor way of putting it. He needs to be better. That's what he said. He needs, I need to be better. And he said the Jets need to be better. That that two or the four wins in uh, in one season isn't enough. That six wins in, in two seasons isn't good enough. Um, and it, it was testy at times. Like a, a lot of the issues that we brought up with him were not necessarily pleasant. Um, you know, you start with with the record, and it like that. He has a bad record i mean especially the last two years six wins the jets have the worst record in the nfl since 2017 like i which since 2016 like i said it you know that that's not a pleasant thing to talk about and then um so he was kind of pushed like does this team need to be a playoff contender next year or, or you know push for the playoffs and he wouldn't he dodged the question basically he says i go into every game expecting to win and I think it's going to be important for us to keep adopting that mentality. The goal is to be playing very meaningful games as the season progresses next year. 
again, we go into every game expecting to win. So he was pressed on it. Like, wouldn't it be a failure if you didn't compete for the playoffs next year? And he said, I think in the world we live in, everyone wants instant gratification and they expect some sort some of these young guys to become all pros. And he, and he basically went on to say, we're doing our, the best job we can to develop these players. Um, and we're going into every game expecting to win those games. And then he abruptly, <laughs> abruptly switched course. For me, I have to do a better job. I have to do a better job. This is going to be my third off seasons. So I've got to do a better job, make better decisions moving forward and help coach Salah put this team in position to win more games. Now, I think he he shouldn't have said anything about instant gratification to this fan base because it's been a decade of of nonsense. The Jets have played one meaningful they've had one season in the last you know decade where they played any meaningful games in in late December or later. Um, that nobody's looking for instant gratification or or I mean, yeah, of course it would be nice to see all pros if you're the Jets when you've had two in the last decade, but um, no one's looking for instant gratification. They're just looking not to, you know, have to hide their eyes when they watch games on Sunday. Um, so that was a poor comment, I think. But I, I think it was probably more frustration about getting grilled about the expectations moving forward than than how he really feels. Um, and, and to be fair, a lot of the Jets' issues um, – date back to long before Joe Douglas was here. So I, I don't want to kill him too much for that, but but I, I thought that was a slip up on his part. Um, and then he was asked about that, and, and he just basically said, look, there needs to be improvement. He, he was asked about the instant gratification thing and then said, shouldn't shouldn't this team be much better this year? I mean, you, this is your third full offseason, like you just said. And he said, look, there needs to be improvement. I think everybody knows that. We need to be better than four wins. We need to be better than six wins in two years. There's no question about that. So the impetus is on us to bring in the right type of people and winning games and closing out games in the fourth quarter. So so that that's the bar set by Joe Douglas himself. Uh, they need to be better than four wins next year. Um, and and I, I would certainly agree with that. And I think they need to be significantly better than that or, or he's going to be taking a lot of heat after this season, um, this upcoming season. Then he was asked, a, a pretty point blank question about Zach Wilson and, and why, you know, with him being at the bottom of this most statistical categories in the league, fans should have a faith in him and why, like, where is the evidence of that? And he, he kind of laughed and he said, I saw a ton of growth from Zach this year. Um, said it, you know, it's difficult being a rookie playing in this league. Um, but, but he said he's, that Wilson made strides after coming back from his injury. Uh, and then he has, complete confidence in him moving forward. Uh, he cited the, the lack of turnovers and, and, you know, the fact that Wilson was playing a lot of those games without his weapons. So still total confidence in, uh, in Zach Wilson. And then with Makai Becton, he, he said that it was just a case of what Robert Sala was saying all year. Uh, it was nobody's fault. It just, he's a big man and, and it took him longer to get back on the field than the medical staff thought it would. Um, and he said it wasn't the doctor's fault or Makai's fault. Uh, it's just the, the case of what happened and that he's expecting big things from Makai next year. And he, he's looking forward to getting him back on the field. Um, and then he talked about the 2020 draft class. And he said that the, at the two-year checkpoint in, in their development, 
um, that it's not where it needs to be um, or probably not where it needs to be as a group. And then he said, no one's giving up on these players. Uh, every player develops at different rates. Uh, he talked about the injury issues and the, the Jets had established a performance um, department, athletic performance department last year or earlier this year, or, you know, early in 2021, trying to kind of deal with some of their injury issues and, and fix them. Obviously, it, it didn't really help that much this season. Uh, Douglas said that, you know, they worked, they, they focused on trying to, you know, eliminate hamstring injuries. And he, he was happy with the progress they made there with, with some of the training, but he said the rash of Achilles injuries is a real concern to him. And yeah, I think the Jets had three players uh, this season who were lost to Achilles injuries. And, and obviously they had a, a number of other kind of soft tissue stuff. Like you're not going to prevent everything, obviously, but so he said that stuff that, that, they, that he wants to focus on. And I'm sorry this is a lot, but you know, we only talked to him a couple times a year. So there was a lot of different subjects covered. And this is the last thing I'm going to go over. And it was, to me, the most interesting thing, aside from Douglas talking about, you know, taking responsibility. Um, he, he was asked about having all these draft assets and, and how in the past he's kind of been known to want to use them because he likes his draft picks and he believes in building through the draft. Um, but he was asked if he might have a little bit of a different approach given where the Jets are needing to make this progress. And, and this is what he said. Um, that that's a good question because I think with the position that we put ourselves in, we have great flexibility. Um, we, ha we have great flexibility to really use these assets in different ways. And I think you've seen teams do that in the past, in the past couple of years where they've used assets, draft assets for improving players. Um, those are all things that coach and I are going to talk about again in, in meetings over the next couple of days but we're fortunate to be in this position where we have this kind of flexibility so i think we're always going to be aggressive if the right opportunity presents itself and the good thing is that i think moving forward we can be in just about any discussion when it comes to player trades so that is meaningful right there um, now will he make a trade who knows there's always a lot of you know subterfuge and misdirection coming from gms and Douglas certainly has played that game in the past. But I, I think where the Jets are, and, and you know that they have to get better, like he said, in 2022, in 2022, I think with that being the case, it would not be a surprise if if some of these assets were used potentially to bring in a proven player. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, some other news and notes surrounding the New York Jets. Don Maynard, the best receiver in the history of the franchise, one of the best players to ever play for the Jets, passed away at age 86. A receiver before his time, the stuff that he could do and the speed that he displayed back then, he would have been an all-world receiver now, let alone back when he played. Maynard, one of only five players to ever play for the Jets in their prime and get into the Hall of Fame. The others, Joe Namath, Kevin Mawai, Curtis Martin, and Winston Hill, who just recently got in the longtime left tackle for the New York Jets. He, of course, the left tackle when the Jets won the Super Bowl. Jets raising ticket prices for next year, first time since 2016. Seems like a move that a four-win team wouldn't want to do right now, but then again, what do I know? I'm not the one who controls the purse strings. I think between 3 and 6%, most of the tickets will be going up this year. Boy, are they going to regret it if this team does anything like what they did this year because fans are going to let them hear it. And finally, and this is the most important note, I think, the Jets are going to have their coaching staff at the Senior Bowl. So it'll be the Jets and the Lions, Andy. So your hometown team, you're native of Detroit, so you get to see the Lions there, and now the team that you cover, the Jets, so a lot of fun for you. I'm just going to read off a couple of the players that the Jets coaches are going to come face-to-face with. Roger McCreary, who is a borderline first-roundish kind of talent at cornerback from Auburn, probably more likely to go in the second round. Kobe Bryant and Brian Cook, two of the defensive backs from that really good Cincinnati defensive backfield. Kobe Bryant, of course, the other corner on the other side of Sauce Gardner. Darian Kendrick, who you saw in the national championship game, really talented cornerback. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff off the field that could cause him to drop in this draft. You'll remember he was dismissed from Clemson and then ended up transferring to Georgia. Yusuf Corker, big and athletically gifted safety from Kentucky. Very interesting prospect that the Jets should take a look at. Tariq Castro-Fields, corner out of Penn State. A lot of hype behind him coming into this year. Didn't really live up to it, unfortunately. But his teammate Jaquan Brisker did. Jaquan Brisker, one of the best safeties in the country. Could very well go in the first round. Somewhere in that late first, early second area. So the Jets could be looking at him as a possibility at the top of the second round. Leon O'Neal Jr., a hard-hitting safety out of Texas A&M. Most likely late second, early third type of player. Strictly a box safety. Not very good in coverage, but... The Jets could use all the help they can get at that position, so they should really pay attention to him when they're there down in Mobile. 
We saw Maiji Sanders in the college football playoff, one of the best edge rushers in the country, guy that could go late first, early second, so another guy the Jets should certainly pay attention to, especially if they trade down. Jermaine Johnson, another excellent edge rusher, one year at Florida State after transferring, and he had a fantastic season, one of my favorite edge rushers in the draft. I'm really looking forward to Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala getting to interact with him in Mobile. Tyreek Smith, an under-the-radar edge rusher from Ohio State, probably going to go somewhere in the middle round. So he's another guy that you should pay attention to when you're watching this game Quay Walker who you saw in the national championship along with Channing Tindall Both of those guys linebackers are going to be in this game Could be mid-round players and we all know that the Jets desperately need help at linebacker Damone Clark from LSU another one that they could be looking at Chad Muma from Wyoming and Brian Osmoa the second linebacker from Oklahoma Two other linebackers that they should certainly be taking a long look at here and then some of my favorite prospects on the offensive side of the ball I really like the fact that the Jets are going to get the opportunity to check out Bernard Raymond, who's an offensive lineman out of Central Michigan, probably a mid-round pick, and Zion Johnson. I love him. One of my favorite players in this draft. Could go top of the second round. He's got experience at center guard and tackle, probably a guard at the next level. Perfect fit for what the Jets like to do in that system. So I really hope that they take the time to evaluate him closely. You go ahead and take a look at some of the skill position players. And of course, who sticks right out at you two of the tight ends that I've been talking about a lot Trey McBride from Colorado State this dude can do it all big strong guy great athlete too Charlie Kohler not quite as strong as McBride but a really good pass catcher out of Iowa State and then you look at some of the receivers we talked about Jahan Dotson the wide receiver out of Penn State he's like a taller version of Elijah Moore really crisp route runner and great speed he was a track star in high school in Pennsylvania and finally another receiver that I really like as well from a smaller school Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama built a little bit like Robbie Anderson although I would say he's a little thicker much better route runner and certainly a lot better at locating the ball former outfielder in baseball so he's really good with ball location not as fast as Robbie Anderson, though, but I think a more complete receiver. So, Andy, I just went through some of the guys that are going to be in this game that I like already. And I think this is very important because, as you said, Joe Douglas recognizes he's got a lot of capital, but the core of this team is going to have to be built in the draft. You can go into free agency and try your best to add impact players. You can try and do it via trade, but everyone knows that the bulk of the best players you get in this league come through the draft. And so now Salah and his coaching staff go down to Mobile. They get plenty of face time with these guys. They get an early jump on the process because a lot of these players aren't going to start to do meetings with teams until the combine in Indianapolis. I think this is a really big opportunity for the Jets, and I'm glad that they got awarded this spot. Yeah, it's 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 an opportunity and an advantage, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. because they, they're just going to get to interact with these guys and see how they respond to coaching in addition to getting an even closer look than they would be if they were just there watching from the stands. So, um 106 players from last year's Senior Bowl were drafted uh, a couple months later in the draft. That that was a record, according to the Senior Bowl, including two Jets and one big one, Michael Carter, the running back, uh, and, and Hamsa was the other one. So, obviously, there's going to be probably about half or, or more than half of the players in the draft there. Um, that That's a big deal in and of itself. It's the first time since 1979 that the Jets coaching staff has been invited to coach the senior bowl. 
Uh, that that year went pretty well for the Jets. They they worked out a couple guys there who ended up having a little bit of an impact on the team. You might have heard of them, Mark Gastineau and Marty Lyons. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, half, half of the famed New York Sack Exchange. Uh, they were at the Senior Bowl the year the Jets coached it. They were taken in the draft later that year by the Jets, and, and now they're in the Ring of Honor. So uh, it, it's an opportunity from from that standpoint to, to potentially identify something that nobody else sees and, and change the course of the franchise. And it's also a, a great opportunity for the coaching staff to, to kind of get some development in as well. The, the senior bowl is doing it a little differently this year for the first time ever. They're going to have the head coach of each team serve in more of an advisory role and have the head, the head coach kind of name different guys on their staff in different positions. So you might have a running backs coach as serving as a head coach, or the offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator serving as the head coach. Um, so it, it gives guys a chance to, the reason the senior bowl did it was to give guys a chance to develop as coaches and to give them a chance to showcase their abilities at maybe positions other than what they normally do in front of the staffs for every other team in the league. So it's, I think just overall, it's a really good opportunity for the Jets, a, a really important one, but nothing surpasses the opportunity that, that, and the advantage that they're going to have by getting this one-on-one, you know, close-up face time with, with these guys who they're trying to figure out if they're the right fit for their culture and, and the right fit for what they want to do scheme-wise moving forward. Andy, last but not least, let's quickly go around the NFL and talk about some of the firings that went on. And we will start, of course, with the New York Giants. Joe Judge is out. We knew that Gettleman was going to be gone. That's been known for a couple of months. Judge, the Giants sort of hemmed and hawed. It looked like he was going to stay. Now he's gone. i got to be honest with you, Andy. I was pretty sure he was gone the second we saw that press conference where he went around listing all of the reasons why he was awesome and then talked about these majestical players that definitely totally existed just like that friend of yours that you never saw with a girlfriend in high school but she totally existed she just lived in Canada couldn't afford the air travel to come down and visit him that's what it sounded like when Joe Judge was talking about all these players who used to play for him who want to play for him or who are on other teams and are texting him begging him to play for him or are currently on the Giants and are begging him to keep him here we all knew it was nonsense and it felt like a man who was was trying to get fired a little bit different but what this reminded me of was the John Idzik press conference in the middle of the 2014 season where you thought going into that this guy's safe he's coming back for year three after that press conference and Chris Nimbley has talked about this on the show the very big deal because he covered that press conference he came out of it saying I've never seen this before but that dude just talked himself out of the job which is pretty much what happened I think Joe Judge did something similar here. I think there was a good chance he was going to stay. And then as time wore on, he just got weirder and weirder and weirder and pushed and pushed and pushed. And it almost seems like he was daring the Giants to fire him. 
so they finally did. Judge and Gettleman, not the only two coach and GM combos out. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, both gone. A lot of people thought they should have been gone after last season. They stuck around. Justin Fields is here. They were both thinking maybe if Fields had a big year, he could be the one to save their jobs. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, so they both get shown the door. Now, whoever the new coach and general manager is will inherit Justin Fields. Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, who were both in Minnesota for a long time, out. Somebody joked that Rick Spielman should have been fired just for trading a fourth round pick to the Jets for Chris Herndon. I think that's as good of an explanation as anything else. But both of those guys mainstays in Minnesota for quite a while. They are done there. Miami with a stunning move getting rid of Brian Flores. It seems like there's some sort of power play between him and the general manager. So Greer wins the struggle and now Brian Flores hits the free agent market. I don't think he's going to be sitting out there waiting for very long. I expect that he could have a head coaching job as quickly as within the next couple of weeks. Denver fires Vic Fangio. Not a big surprise there. I've said many times, Vic Fangio, to me, one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the sport. Just brilliant. But as a head coach, doesn't have it. So he doesn't come back. But I will say this. He will get a lot of phone calls asking him to come in in some sort of capacity to help turn around a team's defense. Personally, I'd love to see the Jets make a call, but I don't expect that to happen. A lot of rumors that David Culley, the head coach of the Houston Texans, would be let go as of right now. He is still the coach. No meetings scheduled, so unless they do something drastic, he's probably going to stick around. Makes sense to me. He was a strange hire, but ultimately, I thought he did as good of a job as you could do given the situation. He was put into a spot where the star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, decided he wanted nothing to do with the franchise. Then you had all the legal allegations against Watson. The whole thing was a three-ring circus in the middle of all of that they didn't do much of anything to cultivate the roster around whoever the quarterback was going to be most people believed that they were going to be the worst team in the NFL this year they weren't they were the third worst team but still I thought they outpaced expectations slightly and in the process may even have found a future starting quarterback in Davis Mills who actually played pretty well as a rookie this year so we'll see what happens there but I thought Cully deserved to stay and it looks like he probably will Pete Carroll was another one that there was some talk about looks like he's not going anywhere in Seattle I think that's a smart move I know that a lot of people thought that it was time for him to go but ultimately Pete Carroll's one of the best coaches in the NFL and I think that it would be silly to let a guy like that go unless you had a commitment from somebody who was better than Pete Carroll and I can't imagine who that would be I just can't see letting a guy like him an established winner in a league with a dearth of those get out the door and go somewhere else so Andy any thoughts on the GMs and head coaches who were fired and the ones who some people thought might get fired but didn't? Well, I'll start with the Giants because why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if Judge wasn't going after that press conference, he was certainly going after sneaking on third and nine, which is still, I, my goodness, I don't even, I don't even know what to do with that. Um, and then I'll just give a little shout out to Tom, to Tom Coughlin for, when the Giants tried to do the whole retire thing, he, he didn't let them. Basically, <laughs> was like, they're firing me, um, which is obviously what happened with Gettleman, and we can call it whatever we want, but that dude got fired. So uh, it's just ridiculous that, that it's called a retirement. Uh, it, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. Um, kind of a weird tangent, I know. But with everything else, yeah, no, no surprises other than the, the Flores thing. I mean, that was pretty shocking to see. Now when... 
you hear about a power struggle with the GM, it, you, you, it makes sense, I guess. But I don't. A lot of people are going to wonder if if the Miami owner sided with the with the right person there, especially because there haven't been a lot of years where where the Dolphins had a winning record in consecutive seasons. So, um, and then elsewhere, I think yeah, there there really wasn't any major surprises. I, I just it goes to show that right now the Jets are in, you know, it's been a rough few years, but they're in a good position. Um, they're getting this opportunity to, to coach a senior bowl because they have a coaching staff in place and all that. But it, the giant situation also tells you how quickly things can change. And, and unfortunately a lot of this stuff is perception based and, and what the fans are thinking and what the media is writing. And, and if the jets have a really rough year next year, it's going to be a problem for their coach and for their GM. And I'm not saying that it's going to get that they're both going to get fired, but it it certainly will be on the table because especially in this area, especially in this day and age, um, you know, it's not going to stand if the team is, is putting out embarrassing efforts like they were in the middle of the season. It's there's going to be, a, a huge backlash there was this year and this was Robert Sala's first year of, so it's, it's going to be one that that is unrelenting a year from now. Um, and it's just something to think about. I know it's not pleasant, but it's just the nature of, of the, uh, the age that we live in and, and they're going to have to show progress next year. And it may not be fair, especially to Robert Sala, but that's just the way it is. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Check out all of Andy's work. He's going to have a ton up over the next couple of weeks and months as we get ready for free agency and, of course, the NFL draft. You can do it all at NorthJersey.com where everything's available to you. So if you want to follow this Giants circus, you can follow the local Giants coverage as well, plus all the news. It's all available to you for 99 cents for six months. That's not 99 cents a month for six months. That's 99 cents for six months, so 15 cents a month. Take advantage of that deal while it's available. Also, follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got a great video up right now breaking down the evolution of Zach Wilson from a mistake-prone quarterback early in the season to what he became at the end of the season, which is a quarterback who understood how to avoid those big back-breaking mistakes. And for all the shortcomings the Jets had in that game against the Bills, they were still in it with about eight minutes to go in the game. And a big part of the reason for that is because Zach Wilson didn't make those kind of mistakes and give the Bills more opportunities to score and pull way out in front earlier in the game. So that video is available right now on our YouTube channel. Watch and subscribe if you haven't already. Check out our store at tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.